Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There is something that happens at the age of uh, 42 for most people. So when we start noticing signs of aging. <laughs> yes. When it comes to your health, you can get away with almost anything in your 20s and early 30s. But after that, you're going to do whatever you can to stave off the aging. The average person notices things like, uh, and it's it's not just like male pattern baldness or gray hairs or wrinkles. It's things like joint pain or high blood pressure, diabetes, slower metabolism, weight gain. But actually, I just read somewhere, and this whole thing about slower metabolism, this isn't always the excuse we use. Oh, I'm aging. My metabolism has slowed down. Right. No, you've just slowed down. Oh, Our awful. metabolism doesn't slow down. It's the person who slows down. Yeah, so I guess it's around that time when we realize, you know, there was a point where we could eat anything and yeah. not gain weight. Well, some people. I've noticed it's not so much the weight gain. I've just noticed there are things that I can no longer uh, consume without really, like, basically putting me in the bathroom for a gotcha. day. Gotcha, yeah. Like, I used to be able to pound back burgers and fries at 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think yeah. 42 is probably when the back issues mm. really cropped up for me. In, in terms of not like you know having an excuse for them, like playing a sport or something demanding that would create a back issue right. for me. Instead, it was you know waking up. Right. And yeah. I was sore. I don't think I. Uh, I I think I've been able to. I think I'm delayed. I'm delayed in a lot of ways. <laughs> But I didn't really start noticing many things until my early 50s. Mm. Probably 52, 53. Maybe I got like a decade there. That's when like the high blood pressure showed up. Right. And the cholesterol. Like that's when the medicine started arriving. I was never on any pills. I never had any pains. I never had any problems. Well, but remember, because in your late 40s is when you, mid to late 40s is when you started here, right? This morning show. Yeah. You were doing all that kind of traveling across and living like a 17-year-old yeah. in pubs eating every night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enough so that it put you in the hospital with your diverticulitis. So yeah. I, I think probably there is where you start to see a real turn yeah. or change in your uh, your health. The thing, too. With, right around when you met me. Yeah, you, you are the problem. <laughs> You've always been the problem. Um, and then high blood pressure came. <laughs> I've actually, wait a minute, I've never been as angry. <laughs> Maria will say, you're angry a lot now. And I'll go, I, it's just who I am now. And you're probably right. It's you, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember like in my 40s, you know, when I'd get up in the morning, the feet would be kind of sore as you walk down the stairs and the knees would ache a bit. But that would always bounce back and it would be fine. But it really did bother me once I, uh, I ended up in my 50s and had to start taking medication because I would go to doctors and, and you know, in my 40s and they'd say, look, you know, your cholesterol is a little, little high. You got to look into that, you know, change your diet if you can. And I would and it would all come down naturally and I'd never end up on the meds. And then finally, Dr. Downer's just like, well, we tried that and it's not working. So, you know, he gave me the big speech about things, you know, sometimes it's hereditary. And then I went, ah, no, it's just the fact that I'm eating hot sauce like soup. Yeah. And, you know, like right now I take a vitamin and that's about it. That 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 move to the daily pill separator seems mm. like it's... Uh, it's inevitable. It's one right into, like, the geriatric stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, we've got that... Uh, it's funny now when Marie and I go out anywhere, if we're going to be out for the day, we've got one container that we share <laughs> our pills in. 
Yeah. It's coming. That's love. That is love. She always reminds me to take my pills. I guess she wants me to stick around for a bit. (laughs) On average, the age of 39 is when people start to make changes to their health and wellness to try to uh, stay young. Right. It's inevitable that you're getting old. And and really, uh, I've I've heard this before, too. It's it's not kind of what you're doing. Yeah, I, I lived kind of recklessly there in my late 40s, but... It really is a mounting effect. It's things that you've done through your 20s and 30s that just inevitably catch up to you. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes just going, that's it. I'm I'm off of whatever, and I'm only eating this, or I'm only doing that, or I'm not drinking anymore. Well, that's fine. It'll help maybe slow the process. But the process already started with the 20 and 30 years of beating the hell out of yourself. Right. You know, so. so at 42 is when we start to finally feel like... There you go, kids. Something to look forward to today. We're crumbling. Two caterers working on the uh, Italian set of the Denzel Washington movie Equalizer 3 were arrested for possession of cocaine. Oh. Police searched the caterer's hotel rooms after the head of the catering service died of a heart attack. Probably from the coke. <laughs> and uh, several packages of coke were found among his belongings. Equalizer 3 has been filming for less than a month. It's due out next September. Although I, I would suggest it's going to be delayed because they're going to have lost that pep in their step. <laughs> now that all their coke is gone. It's a real slow ending to that move. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> John C. Riley once gave Aubrey Plaza some terrific advice when it came to acting. He said to her, basically, the best thing you can do is to always have a pee before you do a scene. <laughs> He says, it's kind of like the parent thing when you're going on a road trip with kids. Make them have a pee before you leave. He said, because if you get out doing a scene and you realize you have to pee, it's going to throw you off. You can't concentrate on anything else. The back of your head, you just got to have a pee. So she now demands that she is allowed to pee before every performance. Wow. Yeah. So that makes sense. And it's interesting that uh, Ryan Reynolds, you had in the news, is looking at buying the uh, the Senators, maybe changing them to the Ottawa Aviators. Right. After his yeah, gen aviation. Gen well, he, a couple of things here. One, he apparently is saying that he's interested in keeping them in the nation's capital area, uh, which is good. Um, it, it's, it's funny how this all came, came out. It was through, like, a People magazine story. Mm. And it seemed fairly innocent in the sense that, I guess a fan of the Senators had tweeted to Ryan Reynolds, hey, buy our team. Right. And he responded with the thinking emoji. Right. And that was about it. Well, and nobody owns a soccer club, right? Well, that's it. Yeah. A Welsh soccer club called Wexham. He and another actor have gotten involved in that. And so, you know, there's some little bit of history, I guess, or, or uh, precedent. And it's one of the guys from Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. That with him. Uh, and, and so, <laughs> you know, this is a a much different story. I think they they valued the Ottawa Senators around $650 million market value, but Mm. um, they think it could be upwards of $800 to $1 billion for that team. For the Ottawa Senators? For the Ottawa Senators. I thought he was just into losing money, and that's why he wanted to buy them. Right. You know what he should do is actually, if he could move them, is move them to Quebec City. Because didn't they build a brand new arena there with the hopes of having an NHL team? They did, you know, but I, I don't know whether or not that. I mean, Ottawa has had their issues. They do have lands for a new building right beside uh, the Parliament buildings, yeah. uh, Le Breton Flats. So in the prospect 
for this for the franchise is very good mm. over the next time being because that was always the issue is that the rink is in Canada. It's a half hour drive right. from downtown Ottawa. Move them to Markham, like we always say. <laughs> Put them a half hour drive from Toronto. Well, listen, I've got one dream, and you know that is always to squash you. So my hope is that he does buy it, and then I'm going to reach out to him and say your first move would be to make sure that Lucky never gets to do any play by play anymore for the Ottawa Aviators. A bird's sexual hormones are stimulated when it gets pet on its back. So veterinarians advise you to only pet the head and feet of a bird in order to not sexually frustrate it. Okay. <laughs> Pretty bird. You know, when you're playing with your cockatoo. <laughs> hmm. That takes us back. Uh-huh. <laughs> The Rubik's Cube was originally called the Magic Cube when it came out in 1975. It was renamed in the 19, early, uh, early 1980s because they realized a more unique name would make it easier to patent around the world. So it was named after its inventor, Erno Rubik. Okay. And it didn't really have any magic to do with it. No. And you already had that magic ball, right? Right, yeah. Oh, man. I, I, once I've solved a, Rub or solved a Rubik's Cube, I had to go and get, like, the algorithm, mm. and you can find it. Like, And if you twist it in that certain method, it will solve it. But it is crazy the, how fast some people can yeah. do that. And I, with, like, one hand and blindfolded. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was such a thing at one time. Um, I only ever solved it by peeling the stickers <laughs> off and moving them around. I did that as a kid, too. Yeah. I did that in my early 20s. <laughs> Yeah, it is the fads, eh, that come and go. I mean, not, I guess most recently, and probably not even to the extent of the Ruby's Cube, but that spinner thing for a minute. Oh, the fidget spinners. Yeah. yeah. That's, but, but the Rubik's Cube, I, I can't think of something, and it's still around to this day. I mean, it's still a thing. I mean, thing. technically, it's a puzzle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had one. It's crazy. Your heaviest organ is your skin. It weighs about 20 pounds. Your intestines are second heaviest at about seven and a half pounds. Okay. So says Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. <laughs> the name Pepsi comes from the word dyspepsia, which means indigestion, since its original purpose was to help people with digestion issues. Oh. Yeah. Clear out the pipes. Yeah. The role of Al and Peggy Bundy on Married with Children was based on Sam Kinison and Roseanne Barr. Wow. Both of them were originally offered the parts. They both turned them down. Uh, speaking of Married with Children, we were just talking the other day about uh, Christina Applegate. Of right, course, yeah. She was the daughter. She in played Mary. Kelly. Um, and she struggled with so many health issues. And I had mentioned when we were talking about her that she had this amazing show on Netflix called Dead to Me, and it only ran for a couple of seasons. Well, I just read this morning that it's going to uh, have a third and final season. It'll air uh, November 17th. It was a terrific show. If you have not seen it and you've got Netflix, before season three shows up, go back and binge it. It's really good. It's a, it's a dark comedy. Anyhow, she says, and I think this is so incredibly brave of her, especially in Hollywood, um, this is the first time anyone's going to see me the way I am, she said, uh, while promoting the final season. I've put on 40 pounds. I can't walk without a cane. I want people to know that I'm very aware of all of that. She has MS yeah. now. And, um, I mean, she 
first, in terms of health issues, came out uh, that she had had breast cancer. That's right. And had a double mastectomy, I believe, right? Yes, she did. Um, uh, and so, um, like a preventative one. Like one was to remove and the other mm-hmm. the breast she had removed just preventatively. Because her mother had died, I believe. Of Preemptively, yeah. And and um, and so, you know, it was very public and, and about that and now with her MS diagnosis as well and just raising awareness mm-hmm. for others too that, you know, they're not alone in the struggle and, and for some who, you know, might need to get a checkup or haven't had one in some time, she's reminding people of mm-hmm. that. Very brave. Yeah, no, for sure. France was the first country... To start using the metric system in 1795. Really? St. Lucia was the most recent in 05. Huh? The lead role in Die Hard was originally offered to Frank Sinatra. What? Uh, uh, it was technically because he was offered it because it was technically the sequel to a movie he'd starting called The Detective. But he was 73 at the time, so he turned it down. <laughs> yippee ki Yeah. Yeah. And we think we had a tough time thinking uh, Bruce Willis could do all of that. Wow. The tallest mountain, actually, speaking of Frank Sinatra, I was uh, flipping through the TV the other day, as I do with my 18 hours of available time every day, (laughs) and I stumbled upon the original Ocean's Eleven, which was a Frank Sinatra film. Right. God, acting was bad back then. Like, really bad. I really like the updated Ocean's movies. I like. Oh, I I do, too. I, I find them remote drops. They're great. But, you know, Frank was a big movie star. Before he was a big movie star, he was a, a, a big singing star in the 40s. But when he got into movies into the 60s and 70s, he was a big movie star. And any time you go back and watch those movies, God, they're crap. They're, they're so bad. I, I, I can't think of, like, a movie, maybe even Easy Rider. But you go back because it was that period, like, early 70s when the... All the Francis Ford Coppola's and all you know these Steven Spielberg's, all these guys were coming in mm. and they were changing Hollywood. But uh, you know anything before like Jaws, right? It seems bad. Yeah, like I've got like four or five movie channels, like, the ones that go like with Hollywood Suite or whatever. You yeah. get the double O's, the nineties, the eighties. Yeah, I don't go before the eighties. I rarely go into the eighties. Yeah, to watch a movie, I definitely don't get into the seventies. I was I just finished reading Andrew McCarthy's uh, book called Brat because he was a part of the Brat Pack, yeah. Lady in Pink, and and all of that. And of course, it got me thinking about those mannequin he was in and Less Than Zero, right? Um, Saint Elmo's Fire, of course. And I, and I started thinking I should go back and watch those, but I I don't want to because I know it, in my mind they were great. Yeah, but they're they're crap. <laughs> they're, they're probably crap. <laughs> Uh, the tallest mountain in the solar system is on Mars. It's 16 miles high, or about three times higher than the tallest mountain on Earth. Wow. Yeah. Someone will want to climb it. It'll be Elon. <laughs> the longest marriage ever was just under 91 years. Oh, that poor couple. 91 yeah. years? There was a couple in England. They were married in 1925 until the husband died in 2016. How old were they when they were married? I got so many questions here. Well, dude, let's do the math. If they were married in... Uh, Sorry, how, well, he died at what age? He did, It doesn't say what That's age. That's what I mean, yeah. He, he died in 2016. They were married in 1925. Right. So let's say they were married at 18. Right. So that means he... 110? Uh, well, unless they were married younger. I mean, they were married in 1925. Maybe in 1925. Give them 16 then. 17. Right. But let's say 18. So they're into their hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, at some point, you're both deaf. You can't hear each other anyway. Oh, I don't even think. I, I, I would say married 91 years. The last 40 were in nature. <laughs> <laughs> Just a nightmare. 1925, I'm sure the first 40 weren't all that pretty. Either. No, no. I think they had a good run for about six months. <laughs> Outside of that, forget it. Uh, they were married for 91 years. Their children didn't leave the house till the 85th year. <laughs> they were babysitting up until the 88th year. You had sex 91 times? Yeah. Sharks can replace a lost or broken tooth in a matter of days, and they go through around 20,000 teeth in a lifetime. Huh. The name Tyrannosaurus rex is a mix of Greek and Latin that translates into Tyrant Lizard King. That works. Yeah. The youngest person to ever bowl a perfect game was a nine-and-a-half-year-old. She rolled a 300 in uh, 2013. The oldest person was 90. She had the bumpers up, though. That doesn't count. <laughs> they did that in 2012. Yeah. So there you go. You like bowling? You like to bowl? For the first 10 minutes. <laughs> it's one of those things where after a couple of years I'll say, hey, you know what, let's take the kids bowl. Let's go mm. bowling Yeah, I haven't done that in a while yeah. and About ten minutes in, I'm like, well now I know why we haven't done that My favorite part of the bowling is the concession stand You know, Lucky and I do a lot of heavy lifting We, we, we solve uh, or try to solve some of the biggest issues of the day Sure, sure, we've got our provincial government and our education system button heads today and trying to solve some serious stuff for thousands and thousands of people employment on the uh, on the brink here for so many and right. uh, trying to but we've got to solve bigger issues what is a sandwich and what isn't a sandwich <laughs> okay and that uh, the, the heavy lifting is all right here right friends. i got a sore back from all the heavy lifting for all example, right throw it at me what do you got all right so a uh, a a PB&J, is that a Classic sandwich? Classic sandwich. Yeah. Total sandwich. I'm assuming it's on bread. Well, what else would it be? Oh, yeah, exactly. Unless you're putting it on uh, some sort of... Uh... A celery stick, perhaps. Yeah. Remember that? When you used to eat the peanut butter with the celery stick? Uh, it's on a log, yeah. Mm -hmm. The raisin on there or something like that. Uh, breakfast bagel. Um, uh, now, just a bagel with cream cheese, to me, is not a sandwich. But if you're putting egg, bacon, sauce, or something in there, that is a sandwich. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, but I would think anything between two buns, like a burger. All right, a lot of fast food joints now refer to burgers as sandwiches. Right, yes. Uh, but in my mind, it's not, even though, again, it's something between two pieces of bread. Meat or cheese sandwiched between two pieces of bread, yeah. Eggs Benedict. It's an open sandwich, I would say. Uh, yeah, but most open-faced sandwiches I don't really consider a sandwich. For me, the sandwich is something you eat with your hands. Really? So even like the the beef on bread with gravy, you're... I wouldn't consider that. I, oh, I'm gonna, just going to have a sandwich. That's an open-faced sandwich. <laughs> what would you like for lunch? A sandwich? Yes, just douse it in gravy. <laughs> That's a thing of that beauty. to me isn't a sandwich. What about a hot dog? Then if a burger isn't a sandwich, is a hot dog a sandwich? Classic argument. And I, I do not consider it a sandwich. Mm. Because if someone were to walk up to you and offer you a wiener sandwich, <laughs> would hot dog be the first thought that comes across your mind? I'd want them to buy me a drink first. <laughs> You're going to run, but not for mustard. You want to have a wiener sandwich with me? <laughs> Two, please. Yeah. Uh, burritos, tacos, uh, quesadillas. Uh, I don't think of them as sandwich. I think of them as wraps. Hmm. 
which I don't put so, in know, the that, same category. That's interesting. See, I, I would, I, I, yes, I wouldn't call a burrito a sandwich or, or a taco, certainly not a sandwich or a quesadilla, but a wrap is a little different. In How the hell is a wrap different than a... Because sometimes you get, like, sandwich-like stuff in a wrap. Oh, that, that's a burrito. No, a burrito's like... You're uh, getting lettuce, cheese, and meat. Uh, I guess so. Hmm. Calzones. Are calzones a sandwich or a panzerotti? Uh, I don't think of them that way, but I guess by my definition of eating with your hands, they're more than that than a, than a pizza slice would be, for sure. I do love a panzerotti. I can't remember the last time I've had one. Really? Yeah. They're flipping huge. And every time I get one... Well, isn't it just a medium pizza flipped in half? It might be a medium pizza flipped in half. I don't know. Every time I get one, it's just this big balloon of dough. And the outsides are... You're just fighting to get to the middle to get to the the toppings. And I always think to myself, I'm never finishing this thing. And then I kill it. I remember coming across uh, something called a stromboli. Which is very similar, I think, to a to a calzone or a panzerotti, panzerotti but they, they, it was almost like a pretzel on the outside, but oh, yeah? the toppings in the middle it was fantastic. A ravioli. What? Yeah, people ask, say some say it's a sandwich. Some some say is anything that's anything that's packed between something else. No, oh, I get ridiculous that. now. It's just silly. You got a favorite sandwich? Um, well, I do love like a Montreal smoked meat. It's too much meat for me. What? It's 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 just rye bread and meat. There's nothing else going on there. Right. Well, there's mustard. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I find I I do like the taste, but I tire of it quickly. Now, I know in Oshawa there's the Teddy's restaurant, that delicatessen. Yeah. That they had, and they had a like a poor boy sandwich, which was like smoked meat and corned beef put together or something. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So again, too much meat. You're you you're too into the meats. You love the meat. What, what do you want on your sandwich? Wieners? Uh, <laughs> yes, I love a wiener sandwich. I have since college. Let's discuss turn-ons and turn-offs. Uh, according to this survey, um, our most common turn-on includes foreplay, neck kissing, being a good kisser in general, your partner telling you, I like that. And being undressed by them. Okay. General encouragement. I like, hurry up, let's get this over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? I got laundry to do. Let's go. Uh, sure, foreplay is fun. I mean, I, I think I think both parties, as the years roll on, when you're young, you know, you're just ready to rock at the, the drop of a hat. But you need that, uh, sometimes that foreplay to, to get the blood flowing mm. for both partners. I like a nice uh, neck in session. Some effort. You like a little necking? Well, who not? Why not? Sure. Um, yeah, I think effort is appreciated. And I think as as time rolls on, maybe more so for the ladies than the men, they like to uh, to feel some uh, some extra effort being given in terms of pampering. Like it's not romance. Yeah, the romance side of it. Right. Like it's not just given <laughs> that because you're in a relationship, this is going to happen. When she was bent over putting shoes away, <laughs> wasn't her invitation to you to go for a ride? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you got you got to show you got to show a little interest. That's why I think women love the the hotel loving so much because mm. it feels like well at least it's it's something different and unique. Right. Well, there's romance. Yeah. Perhaps to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, as soon as we check into a hotel room, I'm pants down. I mean, let's go. 
let's let's get to business. <laughs> takes, takes all the romance out of it, and the fact that you're at the clover leaf doesn't help. <laughs> I've got a standing room. I've got a uh, I've got a honeymoon suite there. Beautiful view of Rexon. I have taken her to the uh, to that little restaurant on the corner. We've dined on uh, steak and a Kaiser. Love <laughs> that's like moving along to the motion of the 401. <laughs> you know that I we uh, I'm I'm always obsessed with that place because uh, we drive by it quite a bit. The little motel in uh, Oshawa, in Oshawa, right at the 401 and Ritson, which has uh, had uh, some seedier developments. Mm-hmm. Uh, in its area throughout uh, throughout time. It's such an odd location too, because just across the street there's residential homes, and some of them are well kept and nice. And and then this motel. And if you've ever been down Kingston Road, and all towns have these old motels, say, yeah, they've actually become. Uh, I know, and I, since COVID, uh, I don't know if it's still a thing, but during the heights of COVID. People were checking into motels because, first of all, you didn't have to go through lobbies or hallways. You got your own room with your own individual uh, heating and air conditioning. And so it felt safer. And there was one up in Collingwood that had a big write-up. And I know a a young couple who have also purchased one near um, Ottawa. And maybe this is the thing, and it's a trend. But they've gone in and they fixed it up and they've made it all kind of retro. I can't think Motels were a big deal. I can't think that Schitt's Creek would have had an impact on this. Because that didn't look like it was like... A real advertisement for no. motel living. But it's weird how some people look at those things and then maybe they romanticize it a bit. You know, they look back at... Because I remember staying at motels when I was a kid with my parents. I don't remember... I mean, we didn't go many places or do many things, but when we did go, like, somewhere... I don't remember us ever staying in, like, high-end fancy hotels. It was no. always some motel on the road. But I'm continually amazed when you pass them. Well, like the stretch on Kingston Road. Yeah. You look at them and you think... Ooh, I don't know. But mm. there's always people there. Well, there's another one, yeah, on King Street in Oshawa. As you make your way towards Curtis, there's one. And it's always got, uh, uh, I think, around Harmony and King. Yeah, the night something. Yeah. yeah. And it's... Uh, there's other ones in Whitby. It's, it's got, like, off-track betting along with it. Or maybe that's Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, this one up in Collingwood that I read about was, was rented out, like, all summer long. And what they did was they made the whole... Uh, they took up the driveway. Because these things are always the same, right? You had the motel, then a big driveway in front. And everybody can park their individual cars in front of their individual rooms. But this place, what they did was they took out all the pavement and they put just gravel and dead in the center of it, they built this big, beautiful fire pit with all these uh, Anirondack or Muskoka chairs around it. And literally, it became a hangout place for anybody and families would check in. And it had all been redone very nice. And they'd have somebody out there playing a guitar around the fire. Families would gather around this big fire pit in the parking lot. Really? They sold out like all summer long. Yeah, there was a time where they all had like a pool in the middle of yeah. the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Weird. That's right. <laughs> but this Cloverleaf, and, and God bless them, who's ever dumping their money into it, maybe they think this is part of that trend. But it's, uh, in my mind, the land there is worth more than the motel itself. But they put up a new roof and all the doors have been painted. It was kind of really? gross. When you drove by occasionally... Yeah, because you'd always go down Harmony to get to the 401. Yeah, I don't usually use that. you got to swing by and see it. Um, Yeah, and the doors have all been painted, but for the longest time, all of the old mattresses and the beds and the TVs and everything was piled up for (laughs) garbage. Leftover crime scene tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those mattresses had seen better days. (laughs) If they could talk, you could all... They would scream murder. (laughs) They would scream, there's been a murder on this. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.